<laughs> all right, so, all right, uh, we've been talking about uh, reflections of reality, which I thought it was fitting. Pastor Mel just chimed in and talked about some of the things that we get to do uh, in this life. You know, um, you know, we talked about, we ended a little bit last week just talking about the reality is the picture and the pieces, is the full picture and the pieces of this wonderful life that we've been exposed to. Uh, but there's also... There's, there's some other realities for us really to benefit in this life that we have to embrace. You know, we have to embrace that our life is not our own. We've been bought with a price. So glorify God in our body and our spirit. First, first Corinthians, uh, was that? 620, right? We have to embrace the reality that God desires for us to present our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto him, which is our reasonable service, the least we can do, right? And that's Romans 12, 1. You know, we have to embrace the reality that for us to get this reality, we have to renew our minds, Right? We can't be conformed to this world, but we have to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Romans 12, 2, right? But not only just renew our minds, our, our mental ascent when we decide to agree to change, we have to renew the spirit of our mind. Now we have to change our default, right? And the scripture says, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. That's your core. That's your default. That's what you do without thinking about it as Ephesians 4, 23, right? So these are some of the realities. We have to meditate on the word day and night, do all that's written therein so we can live a prosperous life. Um, and be successful in life, right? Uh, uh, Joshua chapter 1, verse 8, right? So we have to meditate day and night. Why? So we have to flush out that old noise and that bad film, and we got to, like, uh, write on the canvas of our imagination the things of God, God's way of doing things and how to operate, right? These are some of the, re some of the realities that we, we have to face. We have to uh, face the reality that that we have to shift, as we talked about this morning, in discipleship class, our priorities, right? And so we have to play off a kingdom work first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all things will be added, right? You know, not seek the things, but seek the king, right? So we have to shift our priorities, right? Right? We have to embrace the reality that God hasn't given us a, a, a spirit of fear, right? But of power, love, and a sound mind, a clear thinking mind. So if our mind is all over the place, that's not God, right? We have to cast down those imaginations, every high thing, exalt itself against the knowledge of God, bring every thought into captivity through obedience in Christ Jesus, right? 2 Corinthians 10, 5, right? Right, so, we, so, so these are some of the realities, but it all starts with us being born again, right? As Jesus said, marvel not, you must be born again. So we're in this world and there's a reality. There's a reality that, yes, because we were uh, born in this world of sin and shaping and iniquity, that there's things in this world that we may uh, feel like is comfortable. So we may feel like drinking. We may feel like smoking. We may feel like changing our, our sexual orientation. Why? Because of the world. We're not tripping. We're all exposed to everybody's going to gonna be affected by the world different, right? Yeah, just, that's why we can't size up sin. We can't, uh, well, they sinning. Now, now, I might be slipping, but they sinning. No, we, no, 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 your sin is sin too, right? But the interesting thing is somebody paid for it. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life, right? So there's a reality that, yes, uh, you may have been born that way. But according to Christ, you must be born again. Right? That's a reality, right? So now that's that we all equal playing field, right? Equal playing field for the, the, the physical abuser, the mental abuser, the sexual abuser, right? Right? The self-abuser, 
equal playing field, right? We must be what? Born again, Born again right? That's reality, right? That's scripture, right? That's John chapter, John, John what? John, John uh, 3, right? right? Isn't that John 3? Y'all don't know? Yeah. <laughs> it's three. It's three. Y'all don't trust? Y'all don't believe me? Yeah, okay. All right. All right, so, 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 um, I'm not, uh, <laughs> you want to check? Yeah, yeah, starting, starting at three and working your way down to six and seven, right? All right, so, so, so this is the thing, and I'm not going to get into all that. I was just saying some realities. But all this born-again life starts with a, a, a wonderful reality called Christ. Like there's a reality of Christ, right? Now, the interesting thing is it says he came into his own and they received him not. Let's go to John 1 real quick. John 1. John 1. Since we're talking about John, while you're there, if you want to search the scriptures to see if it's so what Pastor was talking about, you can slip over and peek at John 3, right? All right, so John 1, it says, he came unto his own. Did it say he came to sinners? No, it says he came unto his own, and his own received them not. Didn't embrace the reality of who he was in his existence, right? Now, now, now the interesting thing is this is... Christ had been talked about before he showed up. Listen, Christ was talked about, the reality of Christ was talked about and was prophesied way before he showed up. That's why we keep, uh, you, know, you, know, we, you know, we don't live according to the Old Testament, we leave to the New Testament. The New Testament is fulfilling old, right? Right, what we learn in school? Anybody know? What specifically? In the Old Testament, the New Testament is concealed. In the New Testament, the Old Testament is revealed. All right? Because the Old Testament is prophesying what's fulfilled or revealed in the New Testament. Right? So it works together, right? So Christ was talked about in the Old Testament, it was concealed. It was a mystery, right? It was prophetically communicated, but everybody didn't get the illumination, right? Because people didn't embrace the inspiration of the revelation, right? Because the revelation is sent by God, but through the vehicle of inspiration to trigger illumination in us. So some people may know about Scripture, but they haven't been illuminated because if they did, it would be so real they would live like it, right? Does that make sense? All right, so, so, so here we have Christ was talked about, but then he shows up. So, 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 so it's one thing to hear about something, and it's hard to embrace the reality because you may not believe the communicators, the prophets, right? Nah, and sometimes we don't believe because of how it's being articulated, but sometimes we don't believe because of how we're living. Like if I believe this, I might have to change stuff. So since I don't see no Christ right now, Ah, you tripping, man. Ain't nobody believing all that. Like, I'm not even really entertaining it. Now, Christ shows up and goes, okay, so you didn't believe my prophets. How about I'm here? It says he came into his own, and they still didn't embrace the revelation. Right? Right? Still didn't embrace it. Now, the interesting thing, we were, we were going through, uh, uh, we're walking through in the Bible study fellowship early in the morning from 6 to 8 on the conference line. 
we're uh, walking through Revelations. Mr. Lamar is doing a phenomenal job of walking everybody through Revelations. You might want to uh, just take a listen. You know, just take a listen, right? Um, and so let's go to Revelations 11. Because here, here he shows up. Now, do you understand Jesus showed up to say, hey, what was communicated, the reality of who I am, to give you access to be born again, to give you the life that, that Adam just threw away, to bring you back into this super life. You have a message coming up, how to use your superpowers, right? To bring you back into the superpower life, right? Right? All the stuff that, you, that, that, that I, I gave you, some of y'all didn't listen to. So I showed up not only to, to show you what they said, but to show you how to do because they wasn't just telling you about me just so you say, yeah, I heard about them. I believe them. No, you need to believe because something's going to happen to you. Right? It was about getting something to you. It's not just about acknowledging it. There's something supposed to happen to us. Right? Some demonstration of power. Not just getting the enticing words of man's wisdom. Right? All right so anyway... So, uh, so, so he shows up, and he's walking through the Gospels sh trying to break down, trying to assist in everyone getting to know God. The disciples, he pulled them aside, and he gave him them everything God gave him. We talked about that in 915, right? Everything. No secrets, right? I'm breaking it all down. But hoping, like, I hope you guys start to see, see me. Because if you see me, you see who? The Father. See, the whole thing was, I'm trying to get you to, for God to be a reality to you. Because you're going to move different. You're going to make choices different. You're going to believe different. Right? Does that make sense? And so he kept walking them through things. All the way, and then the disciples start walking people through things. But everything is for people to see, no, God's real. This ain't a fairy tale. Right? So you get to Revelations, and the thing is, you, you see, you know, people run from Revelations. Think about the, the, the book starts off with something called Genesis, right? That's the beginning. It ends with Revelation, where what's not seen is obvious now. <laughs> and so when you start to see all the, 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 the plagues and all that stuff in Revelation, hopefully you're not there for when it happens. You know, hopefully you're taken up in the first rapture and it's your movie. But still there'll be people that have an opportunity, but it's going to be a lot harder and it's going to be under a lot more duress if you're still here. Right? But call into the Bible study fellowship. You get all the details to what I just said. You know, we don't have to go through it all right now. Right? Right? Because the thing is, this is the confidence as a, as a, a man or woman of God. We have the truth. Everything we talk about is real. Now, you can believe now, or you can believe when you have to. <laughs> or you can believe when it's too late. You know that, that, you know that guy that was rich, that saw Lazarus from Abraham's bosom, like, yo, could you get brother just to, just to just dip his finger? Guess what? He got revelation too. Why he was in torment. Is it going to take torment for us to believe? Right? 
So anyway, let's go over here to Revelation. So we're talking about Revelation. Jesus shows up to try to reveal himself. Because if you see him, you see the Father. And you get, drop down here to verse 19. Uh, it says, look, and the temple of God was opened in heaven. And there was seen in his temple the ark of his testament. And there were lightnings and voices and thundering and earthquake and hail. Hail, not hell, you know. It's that Newark, New Jersey in me, you know. We don't do the nouns like everybody else, right? Brooklyn either. Why are you smiling? John back there going, you don't. All right, so, but the, but the interesting thing is, all, look, look at all the guys that take place for them to, to wake up. Thunderings and lightnings and things like that. Uh, uh, if, if we was reading earlier this week uh, where John, you know, John, let me see, is that Revelation? Is that three? John sees, uh, hold on a second. Was that three, y'all? Yes, no, maybe so? Where, where John sees, um, where is it? Four and one. Okay. Oh, oh, yeah, here you go, the throne of heaven. You know, it says, after this I looked, and behold, the door was open in heaven, and the first voice which I heard as it was, of a trumpet talking with me, which said, come up hither, I will show thee things which must be hereafter. So he's getting a whole breakdown, and he's getting, um, is, is this where he sees uh, Christ? Is that in here too, Mr. Lamar? I'll let you find it. All right, so we'll get to that in a second. But the whole thing is by the time you get to Revelation, now you now there's what, we, what you guess about ain't no guess. You start to see it. And remember, Jesus had told Thomas ahead of time. He says, okay, you see me and you believe. Blessed is the person that believes and has not seen. A person has faith in what I communicated without me having to prove myself to you. He said, well, go ahead. You can touch my side. You, 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 you can touch the holes in my hand. So, so you didn't need to use any faith to believe that. So you didn't place a demand on the gift that I put in you to see outside of the natural. You, you, you didn't use none of what I gave you to see, right, to, to, to embrace reality. You just see because I showed it to you. You didn't have to use nothing to do that, right? You don't have to use faith if it's right there in front of your face, all right? But the scripture says without faith is impossible to please God because a lot of the things that we have to do and the things that we have to see, we have to see before they manifest to assist them into manifestation. Right? To assist the true reality because the things that we see weren't made by the things that we see, but they were made by things that are invisible, Hebrews 11.3. So the reality is what's in the invisible bringing it into the visible. That's why I always give you the example by where did the orange tree come from? The seed or the ground. And some people over the years have said, well, it came from the ground. But you can dig as deep as you want before you put that seed in there and you will not find a tree. You can open that seed, cut it, dice it, slice it, use one of your little cutters, and ain't no tree popping out of that seed. You're doing something in the natural to tap into something supernatural to pull something from the invisible realm into the visible realm. So, so if the invisible realm is what creates the visible realm, what's reality? 
That's why the scripture says, don't look on the things that you see for they're temporal. Look on the things that you can't see for the eternal. That's the reality. So we spend all, all our time in the natural trying to justify why we don't believe the supernatural and the invisible realm. What we're saying is, I want to spend my time in fantasy and not reality. Because the things that you see are temporal, subject to change. All the things that we see is now in this earth realm, its subject has to submit to what we call change. And that's including ourselves, right? So there's a reality. That's why in this church we always say fight to see. You got to fight to see. You can't take in things that's intoxicating or actually impairing your ability to see. Right? It's a little excerpt in the book. Uh, right? So, so, so there's some reality. So now there's a reality of Christ. Let me hit you with this. There's a reality of Satan too. So you can pretend he ain't there, but there's a reality of Satan. There's a reality of the one that was cast down that used to be Lucifer that wants to take as many people with him with the weeping and gnashing of teeth. And the scripture says, the kingdom of heaven suffers violent, the violent taketh by force in Mark chapter 11 verse 12. What it's saying is that Satan is, is, is we talked about this on uh, Can't Get No Satisfaction on Wednesday, Satan's thirsty, Right? He's thirsty. And when people are desperate and thirsty, they don't know how to appreciate they hate. They're, they easily fall into envy and jealousy because they think that what that person have is all there is. And so they just have to, I can't, I, I feel so uncomfortable every time they smile. You know, every time they get another accomplishment, oh, I can't stand them. But when I come around them, you know, they, you're so wonderful. You're just such a great person. So, so you know, we call those love-hate relationships when it's really hate-hate. See, it's hate-hate it's because when it comes out, it's the, the truth. When the other side is, it's hiding. Right? Because thirsty people think they're desperate. They, they think scarcity. They don't think exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask to think. They don't know God has enough. God... God sent that person in your life not for you to hate, but for you to celebrate, value the gifts on them so it can pour on you. Right? That wasn't what we were supposed to talk about. Well, that wasn't what I was planning, but we talked about this morning. God changes the sermon. Right? So, so there's a reality of Satan. But, there's a, but look here, look, look here, look, look. So, so it's interesting how Jesus comes to his own, they receive him not. The prophets have spoke about Jesus and people, we're going to Isaiah 14. And people just ignore them, right? Jesus shows up himself and the people pay him no mind. He, uh, he, he gives his words to his disciples. Jesus was on the scene and people was, he's from the devil. Are we serious right now? Signs, wonders, and miracles is blessing people. People getting healed and the devil did that? You see what I'm saying? Like, it's like we got to come up with something because we're thirsty, we're greedy, and we just want to profit off of these images that we got people building or making because that's how we're making our money. We don't want to believe in a real God because we're all going to be on equal playing field. They can get blessed too. And, 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 and we're hungry and thirsty. We just need to be in control. We don't need everybody blessed. We just need to be blessed so they just look up to us with such high esteem because we're thirsty for significance too. This is what they were doing, right? As opposed to, whoa, man, somebody done told me wrong. 
Now, how do I do this like, like Nicodemus, right? He shows up and goes, hold on, somebody done told me wrong. What you saying got to be the truth. So could you give me more insight into it? Why can't we just do that? Instead of fighting for the thing that's been crushing our lives forever and keeping us thirsty and greedy. I'm not thirsty and greedy. Those rich people are. You're hoarding. Some of us are hoarding. That's probably a better way of saying it. He's, you know, even though I didn't say no names. Isaiah 14. <laughs> I'm not hoarding. Short Wednesday, and you'll see you might be in the hoarding category also. All right, so uh, Isaiah 14. And, and so I think this is powerful because just like people have been ignoring Christ, they've been ignoring the enemy and not preparing themselves to defeat him, right? And the scripture says this, look, look, look. It says, verse 16, it says, they that see thee, now he's, he's been talking about Satan this whole time in this passage, but it says, they that see thee will narrowly look upon thee. This is being prophesied. And consider thee saying, is this the man that made the earth to tremble? That did shake kingdoms? That made the world as a wilderness and destroyed the cities thereof that opened not the house of, the, of his prisoners? So it's saying in the last days, when revelation hit, people are going to see Christ in all his glory and like, man, I should have just been rolling with Christ. But they're also going to see the person, some people are going to see the person they've been rolling with. You mean, like, this the dude all this time? So there's a reality of, of and value of Christ and his benefit in our lives. Uh was was this a, this a Christian rap group at our last church? The, uh, uh, one of their lines was, "Well, who you with?" <laughs> you right. Remember, it was like, "Who you with?" I ain't nothing but the conduit. <laughs> Talking about true fluid, <laughs> right? Right. Rick D. A little shout out to you, right? But but what I'm saying is, who you with? Are you with the person in reality? That's like the Wizard of Oz behind the curtain? Like the Milan dragon? Bigger when you see the shadow? Tiny when you see reality? So who are you with? <laughs> right? Just, just, just see, again, we have to embrace your reality. Uh, reality is this, finding out what we've been taking for granted. Reality is finding out what we've been taking for granted. Now, some of us operate like this if we're older and we got children and stuff like that. You see taking for granted at higher levels all the time, right? You see your kids taking, the, the, taking you for granted. Now, sometimes they may be taking you for granted because you've hurt them and they're locked into the pain and can't see the reality of your change, right? Because some of us realize I was an idiot, right? And then you change, but the kids are still looking at you what? Through the reality of, like, so, so, so sometimes you've made them so numb, you don't get an audience, right? But you see how they take things for granted, right? Some of us ain't doing that. We're giving everything that we can, and it's still being taken for granted, right? Right? You understand what I'm saying? You know, like, when they get older, like, you've invested something to, to have a certain connection, 
And then when they get older, it's almost like, <laughs> like you have no value. Or they give more value to other relationships, right? You experience that? Amen, brother in the front. All right, so, so, but what I'm saying is we do that with God, though. We take a lot of our relationship with him for granted. We give ourselves to other relationships and almost like just blow off all the guys done. We blow off the prosperity. We blow off the healing. We blow off that we actually have, we're in a position where we can choose to do right. Right? We, we're in a position where we can get in a car and drive to church. There are people that are numb at the bottom of their limbs. They can't drive nowhere. Okay, all right. So that's, I see, I see, I see that's going over. So the scripture says, uh, 1 John 3. Let's go to 1 John 3. Uh, we're talking about just some realities, and then we'll talk about some of the things that tries to steal our reality. Because going into next year, God, God really doesn't want us to make these uh, empty resolutions. You know, just for the sake of having a revolution. Resolution. I said a revolution. <laughs> All right. He, he really wants us to lock into what his plan is for our life and communicate, speak in the atmosphere prophetic words of what God had planned because you're snared by the words in your mouth, life and death is in the power of the tongue. So, so you can manifest what he's designed for your life. Right? And those things, God works with the word with signs performing with signs following, those things he can send the assistance to bring in the manifestation. So now we got, we, we got, a, we got a real, yeah, we call it resolution, but we got a real vision, right? It's just not empty communication, you know, or emotional. I, I'm believing for this. Not really. I'm believing for this. Yeah, I hope that happened. Now we don't have to do all that, right? So First John 3, uh, we'll start here. Uh, we read at verse 2. It says, beloved, now we are the sons of God, right? That's who we really, that's, in reality, we are the sons of God. The scripture says in Romans 8, 19, all creation is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God, right? Right? Waiting for us to embrace reality, basically. It says, uh, beloved, now we are the sons of God, and it does not yet appear what we shall be, right? But we, we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him, what? As he is, in reality. Every man that has this hope in him purifies himself, even as he is pure. Hold on a second. So I have this hope in me that when he appears, I'm going to be like him. I'm going to be in harmony with him. Because I've embraced that reality now, I'm purifying myself now. Because we already know Christ can't be around the tainted, right? Why? Right? So, so I'm, 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 I'm sanctifying myself now. Remember, remember when God showed up in the Old Testament? He was like, hey, tell, tell everybody, I'm going to show all wonders, but sanctify themselves. Because they don't sanctify themselves, the wonders will kill them. Right? So, so he's been, same today, yesterday, today and forevermore, right? He's been trying to get us to prepare ourselves for his wonders for years. And what do you, when he shows up, he is a wonder. So what he's saying is, get, get ready now. Right? Embrace the reality. I'm real. Get yourself in position where you can harmonize with me. Right? Don't be the weakest link. 
right, okay, all right. Does that make sense so far? So far, Luke 12. You know, like sometimes when you, when you, when you, when you tap into or peek into reality, you feel a little convicted. You ever felt convicted when you like get a peek at a little bit of reality? Oh, we got two people? So just Janera and uh, three, John. All right. Why did I say that? I said because what happens is we think the conviction is a bad thing. No. Do, do you know, uh, so, so, so I, I, I uh, had a lot of injuries, but I had a, a bulging disc in my uh, L5 uh, in my vertebrae, and it got, to, got so bad, it started pinching my nerve. So it got to the point where it was pinching my nerves, because I was just tolerating it and I, had, I didn't take care of it, it started to damage nerves. Well, when it started to damage nerves, I lost feeling. So that means something can happen in certain, in, 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 in a toe or something, I wouldn't feel what I felt before. And so a lot of times, you, you ever know, you, you go, uh, you get an exam and they check and see if you have any feeling, right? You know, if you're in an accident, they'll check, hey, 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 can you feel this? Right? Making sure, you're, you know, there's, there, you haven't lost signals to your legs. Right? Right? And this is the thing, like, like, like when your conviction hits, guess what? Your spiritual nerves don't kick back in. You got feeling. You can recognize when you're going outside the presence of God. Up to that point, you were numb. You had no feeling. Do you understand when you lose feeling in something, you can damage it and wouldn't feel it? Now, I always tell you a story when we was in college, we used to put all that gel on our, on, you know, because it's all about 48-inch verticals and stuff like that, jumping out the sky. You put all this stuff on you to numb the pain. No one told me, which I know now, what that means is I won't pick up the signal that I'm taking my knee too far. So now, at that point, starts the damage. That's probably why I broke my patella in 2000. I had already damaged it way, probably way back in college and running all these uh, miles with 40-pound weight jackets and stuff, right? You understand what I'm saying? Numbing the pain. Anytime pain will come, let's grab that gel. We put it all over. It's supposed to be for your knees. We put it on the legs, calves. We had that thing all over our legs so we wouldn't feel nothing, you know, so we could just get out there and just explode and do what we want to do, right? Well, all that gel is all the, all the compromise we put on our lives. We're just numbing the signal and numbing it. And then anytime you get a signal because you, you feel uncomfortable, you just put more, you smother it with more intoxications, right? And then so, so now the truth or God shows up and he reveals something to you and, it, and reality peeks in. What that is is now you pick up the signal. Conviction is, is picking up the signal like, oh, I'm outside the lines. I, or I'm way outside the lines. Or is there lines? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so it's a good thing. So now God can take you from there and put you back in harmony, bring you closer to purifying yourself so you can be in harmony with him, right? Does that make sense? All right, so Luke 12. This is our conviction scripture, right? It says, Luke 12, 2. It says, for there is nothing covered that shall not be revealed. 
neither hid that shall not be known. Oh, we're going to embrace reality. You ever live life where you know I shouldn't be doing this or I know this is wrong, but you tell yourself it's okay, and then after you've told yourself it's okay, you lock the door, shut down, like you muzzle uh, or any, any signal that could speak up, you know, like... like you know, like they get a hostage and they put them in a the room and they lock them up and, and they, they put a gag over their mouth so nothing can be said. You ever like gag the truth in your life? Okay, so you got three people? So y'all gonna make me come down there and start prophesying the reality of what's going on. What, what I'm saying is like pretend. Okay, how about that? You know, you ever pretend? I'm not talking about when, a kid, when you're a kid. We, that's obvious. You ever graduate from being a kid and take pretend into your, your teenage years, your young adult years, and your adult years? All right, so you got five people. See, see, I'm not trying to cooperate because somebody, somebody next to you. See what y'all did to Raylan? Raylan was like, Pastor, I don't know what's wrong with them. Right? right? You, you, you know what I mean by pretend, right? We good? All right, okay, good, 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 because I guess y'all, y'all going to make me work. See, the more y'all agree, less work I got to do. All right, so, so, so it says we all, everything's going to be revealed. We're all going to embrace a reality. All right, so, <laughs> see, I was sharing this with somebody this week. When we show up to this life, God has given us what we need. But a lot of times we're, we're still chasing what we had, right? You, you know how it is, like, 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 because every time God gives you what you need, something in you like, no, 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 that's because I'm uncomfortable. You know, when I was first learning how to shoot the right way, they would tell me how to shoot, but it was uncomfortable. I was like, no, we can't be doing that. You know, I, I, I was still doing whatever was comfortable for me, right? I was getting what I need, but I knew what I wanted. And I kept bringing along what I wanted. Even the coaches in college, you know, you know it, was, uh, it was a system. I never was paying attention. I just was about what I wanted to do, right? So I would get frustrated, but I was getting exactly what I needed for what I said I wanted to do. But I couldn't get around the uncomfortable part, right, at one time. When I finally embraced the uncomfortable part, I took in all that I needed, and I really got what God wanted for me. Okay, all right, you see, me? You see that? So God is asking this question, why did we show up? if we didn't want what we needed. So why do we show up? So I, I, I shared this with somebody. So, so like, you know, so God tells you. Because here, we don't entice, force, right, coerce. Everybody got choice, right? And so, so God tells you, come to, oh, oh, no, no, no. You need to go to Ares Christian Center Church. Well, Why? You got to ask yourself why. And then God sometimes gives people what they need, but they keep rejecting it because it's not what they want. But God didn't send us here for what we want. He sent us here for what we needed. That's reality, right? And so, so sometimes lust clouds us from it. Emotions cloud us from it. Um, and, 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 and what it does, it clouds us so much because it... it it, it cheats us. So then when the reality does come, the whole picture can be overwhelming 
because now it's an interruption. You know what I'm saying? Because now I'm, I haven't been gradually growing towards the whole picture. I've been totally blinding myself from the whole picture. So when it shows up, it shows up as an interruption, and that's overwhelming. You know, the panic kicks in, right? You ever panic kicks in? Because, you know, it seems like the change is insurmountable because you think you need to, soon as you realize that you need to be that that day, not knowing that that's your target and you got to take the next best step from there, and you got to be okay with growing through your process. See, this is the thing. Some of y'all showed up on jobs, and people have been there for 20 and 30 years, correct? And no matter what you think, they've been there longer, right? But if, if you're the type of person that masters everything you do, you almost has an urgency like, well, I got to master this so I could be special here too. No, no, no. You got to learn at the pace you need to learn. Once you learn it, you might accelerate beyond other people if you have a different design. But you got to go through the fundamentals like everybody else. You show up on a team. Team been existing for 20 years. You got to learn the fundamentals of their system and how they operate. Now, once you learn it, you may supersede people that's been there for 15 years. But some of us don't want to learn the fundamentals. We want to skip to the platform where we're special. You are special. But if you don't learn the fundamentals, you ain't going to function there. You understand what I'm saying? Like, like, so we got to embrace the details of the fundamentals, right? Go through the behind the scenes, some person is telling you what to do that might be an idiot even. But guess what? That idiot will always have influence and power and direction over your life as long as you're sitting around saying, I don't need that. That's not important. Well, I can do it without that. Okay, where we all flow together is in the fundamentals, for this business, for this ministry, on this team. Now, once you get the fundamentals, we're going to benefit from your gifts. But right now, we don't need your gifts if you're not a part of the system. Do you see that? So reality is, you ain't getting past the fundamentals. You ain't skipping the basics. You can't even do that in college. I did it. I passed every course there was for my major. I just did, and, and it, was a, it was a second one because psychology was stupid to me. So I, just, I passed all of them. But I still wasn't getting out of that school until I passed the requirements. We called them D2s. It was like, I had to, I had to do like Macbeth and stuff like that. Man, I don't really, what does that got to do with my life, Macbeth? Reading that thing. I read the Cliff Notes. I didn't even really read the book. <laughs> You understand what I'm saying? Well, I still had to pass the requirements of the college. Do you understand what I'm saying? There's a reality. We still got to get through the requirements. We ain't getting around it. Right? And, and <laughs> see, the, the, the clouded are in consideration of the piece only. They don't want to see the whole, the, the whole picture. Just the part that they're good at. And so what happens is this causes individualism, which frustrates harmony, right? Individualism is inconsiderate of the whole, all about freelance and solo. And, and I said inconsiderate. I didn't say they're evil. They're not considering the whole because the whole hasn't been a consideration. No, no, no. It's not like they, they, they don't want to help. Sometimes the individualists help, but they're not helping the whole because... That's not what we do. Had a young man play for our program. Um, phenomenal play, went on to play pro. 
And so I used to tell him, I said, listen, you know, and, and, and this, this guy had a lot of heart. He, he wasn't tall, but he had a lot of heart. But when he was pressured, he would attack. Like, if you pressured him, what? He going to go at you. This is offensive. He could knock down some shots. I used to tell him, I said, every time you do that, you leave the team. So you may win your battle at the expense of our victory. But if you stay within the team, we're going to win, and you still, listen, when you walk off there winning, you're still going to have an impact on that person. Because you're, you're still going to get your spots within the scheme of what we're doing. But when you're forcing your shine on your platform, it takes away from our victory. Right? You see that? Oh, I'm still talking about reality, right? Scripture says, don't forsake the assembly of yourselves together. Right, we talked about that a little bit this morning, right? Because there's a reality going on here, right? Because we talked about this on a couple of Wednesdays ago because there's a wealth in the body. See, again, Christ left. He said, oh, one, I'm not going to leave you comfortless. I'm going to leave the Holy Spirit. But, but also, he gave us instructions. No matter what, make sure God's first. Number two, love others. And as we talked about Earlier, make sure you stay connected with the body is what he's saying. He says because the body's going to need you, but you're going to need the body. You may do stuff outside of the body, but it's not going to enrich your life like it does if you're connected to the body. Because now once you connect to the body, you're connected to the, all the things that were designed to push, to empower, and to thrust you into what you're supposed to do. So you're doing some things. And you can be success, but you'll never experience fulfillment outside of God's design. Let's go here to uh, Romans 12, right? I did. I took too long in setting the foundation. But you can't rush. You can't rush. Because people need to understand, right? And, and why people need to understand? Because people aren't tripping. They just don't understand. And sometimes people don't understand because they don't trust they haven't been able to trust people around them. Sometimes they don't understand because they haven't gotten the information. Remember, we talked about it. Sometimes it's through ignorance, sometimes negligence, and sometimes defiance. Defiance is I know I just don't want to change, right? But uh, Romans 12, 4 and 5. It's, again, we're talking about reality. And this is the reality of why God set it up where we're dependent upon one another. It says, for as many, for as we have many members in one body and all members have not the same office, so what? So we, some of y'all should just know this, right? So we being many are what? All right. So we're one body where? So, so Christ left, but he's still here through what? Through the body. We still experience all this super that Christ was doing through the body. But he set it up where nobody's special. We all need each other. Members one of another. And so I, so I shared this the other week. Like, you've never seen, like, like okay, so, so, so when I teach, it could be the, the Nork in me. I, I use my hands. I, actually, when I pledge, I got be senseless for using my hands. Like, so every time I was like, excuse me, big brother, you know, and it probably was a little different then, you know, because it's fresh out, of, fresh out of Newark. Yo, excuse me, big brother. Yo, check it. It's like, bam, somebody would hit me in my hands. Like, whoa, hold on. Like, like. You know, now, I've already committed to pledging, but I'm like, something ain't right here. You know, because 
I also was taught something else growing up in Newark. <laughs> like, you hit, you get hit back. <laughs> right? So, but, but they kept saying, uh, I remember they were saying, that's ignorance. You know, you can say whatever you want. I just talk with my hands. I talk with my hands now. But I noticed something back then, in the hood, and even now. My hand has never argued with the rest of my body when I'm doing something. When I'm doing a sermon, my hand has never, well, I don't understand why I got to be involved. Why can't I just chill? Now, we have headsets and we have microphones. You know, we just have a little trouble with the microphone, so I'm going to use the microphone now. But I've never seen my hand go, really? We were chilling until you decided to use the handheld. Now I got to be involved. No. I didn't have to give them no notification, no advanced information. It just, right, it just rolls together. If it decided to question, I'm, it might carry it out later. If it decides to question an instruction, do you know I'm instructed to go to the hospital? If something in my body decides to miss a beat, I am instructed to go to the hospital. I almost didn't make the basketball team because I was running from the bus stop because I had no car. So I, so, I just, so I caught the bus from Irvington over the Grove down at the end of Springdale. Just, you know, down the, uh, where Springdale is, I think that's Grove Street, way down at the, or it might be Columbia, I don't know. It's a bus way down there where the park is. I think Columbia Park is down that way. I ran from Columbia Park to Upsala College, which I know where that's at, right? And so I ran because I have a physical. So when I go in to take the physical, well, they told me I didn't pass. They said, you have a heart murmur. I'm like, heart murmur? I'm in best of health. But, but I ran. <laughs> so whatever happens is the signal that they picked up is my heart skipped a beat. So they, they're thinking, oh, my God, something's wrong with you. All because the heart didn't operate in the, in the consistency it did. Right? Do you understand, like, we're in a spiritual hospital all the time because the body is not responding seamlessly to its signals. We're not embracing the same reality. We actually think our life is our own, even though... Our life is not our own. We were bought with a price to be a part of the body and to flow with the body. And we don't lose. When a body wins, we win. Right? We don't even get it. Right? Sometimes. Right? All right. So, you know, so, so uh, not, only, not only is the body subject to the head, in addition, its various members help one another and are subject to one another. They submit that bad word that some people think it is. They operate in, in consistent obedience. Our heart beats automatically, does not wait for any order or command. That's the obedient life. See, see, the, the world has turned obedience into a curse word. But obedience is a beneficial word. We should be looking for opportunities to be obedient, not looking for opportunities. Did they say obedience? Oh, they got me twisted. Ain't nobody telling me what to do. Right? You see, you see what I'm saying? Not understanding the reality of what that means in the body. We're not talking about what it means in the world. There is control, manipulation, and slavery in the world. 
We're talking about in the body. Obedience is not optional in the body. Because that's how we get authority. You submit to authority, you get authority. Sickness, disease, debt, distress, fear is running our lives because we ain't got no authority. These vices, I can't shake because I don't have the authority to get them out of my life. Every time I go, oh, no, uh, you, you, I bind you up. Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. Jesus, I know. Who are you? When have you ever submitted to authority and impacted the spirit realm? Oh, you mimicking something that you heard. You don't have a revelation of authority. Because if you did, you would submit to authority all the time. All right, okay, all right, so we good, we good, right? You on the same page? So the hand solicits the obedience of the body without noise or compulsion, void of conflict, and perfectly harmonious, right? Most of us today will obey commands. We'll only obey commands, things we have to do. But we talked about this last week. Forced obedience is not obedience. Or it's not true obedience. This is the thing. When we really understand how the body works, we, we embrace the choices and decisions of other parts of the body. So the judgment of the members is the judgment of the head. In, our, in my body, when my hand did that, the, the, head, the head decided that. And the hand carried it out. So it agreed with whatever my head said without question. That's how we're supposed to flow in the body. See, the hand, which is servants, cannot see by itself. It must accept the judgment of the eyes, the seers. Right? It is impossible to make each member the whole body. But some of us want to operate as if we're whole, if we're the complete body by ourselves. When we say, I don't need no body. Split up the no in the body. I don't need no body. I don't want a body. I want to be all one. Right? See, by way of fellowship, all members become the authority of the head. By, by, by all my members fellowshipping and staying in agreement and connected, we actually express the authority from the head. When we're all in agreement, we express the authority from the head. Because we trust the system he set up. And we're obedient to that. See, we must learn to stand in the position of being a member and accepting the, workers, the workings of every member. What others see and hear is reckoned as my seeing and hearing. See, everybody in their lane has a particular responsibility, and we got to value that instead of trying to be all one. See, when we accept the workings of the other members, we accept the riches of the head. So Christ has given us an inheritance. When we accept our position and value each member, we actually prosper at a, at a rapid rate. Because now we're accepting the riches that's been sent to us. We're accepting the riches of wisdom, direction, adjustments, correction, brokenness. That's assisting us in the getting our part. Right? See, today's problem is that the hand insists on seeing even after the eye is seen. 
The servant insists on seeing even after the seer is already seen. Okay, all right, good. See, everyone desires to have everything in themselves, refusing to accept the supply of the other members. What this does is it creates poverty in the church. Because if we're not in agreement, if we're not in harmony, if everybody doesn't offer their gifts freely, even though it's been freely given to us, and we don't offer the gifts freely, what happens is now the body is without. The word poor means to be without. So there's a lot of things. I wonder why they don't have this. Because the, the person in the body that's designed to do it hasn't offered it. Right? See, see, he came to give good news to the poor. And we always think about the people that are sleeping under the bus. Yes, they are without, but a lot of times we are without. He came to get good news to us. Speak the year of Jubilee. Hey, I set up a system. Flow with the system, and all the things that, 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 that you're thirsty for will be quenched. All the things you're hungry for, you'll be fed. Just trust me. Just flow. Hey, 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 hey. I set the members in the body as it pleased me, 1 Corinthians 12, 18. Hey, be planted in the house of the Lord and you'll flourish in the courts. Psalm 92, 13. He says, I, I've set up a great system. Why are you fighting? Why are you questioning? Hey, don't worry about them. Don't worry about what the hand's doing. Do your part and trust that I'm going to take care of you. That's how our body operates. Do you understand that? It's trusting, hey, hey, whatever the head said, that's how we rolling, right? And Christ is what? The head of the church, right? See, authority is, is but another expression of the riches of Christ. It's another opportunity for us to get rich. And all we have to do is respond in obedience. Only by accepting the functions of others, accepting their authority, does one receive the wealth of the whole body. See, everybody that operates in a particular gift, there's an authority on that gift. And so when I submit, I, I was telling, um, uh, remind me saying this, what I told you earlier? Yes. Yeah. So, so I, was, I was telling Gerard, you know, it was, just, it, was, it was doing a sound check. And so I said, well, me and Marcus, what we did, we worked together to adjust or EQ a sound a different way because he was the only represented tenor. And so when, when, when they was feeling it, it was drowning out his part, right? So what we did was he didn't have to do nothing. We served him. And so he was like, he walked away, he said, thank you. I said, hey, here to serve the body, right? And so, but me and Marcus had to work together. And we do, we work together. I stand in a certain position because our, 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 our booth is off to the left, so it's kind of, sometimes you can't hear the true full sound. So we just work together. And there's some things I'll say, he said, well, well if I do this, this will happen. I'll be like, okay, not do what I tell you to do. I'm the pastor of this church. Ain't nobody rolling like that. We're working together. He sent me a text, and he gave me specific artwork to send him this week. Now, one of them I messed up, I realized, because I didn't give you the proper size for the big screens. I just gave you the size for uh, two of them. I did that two, twice, so I'll change it. Right. So, so no, well, all the rest of them should be in there. I, but what I'm saying is, I didn't go, what you mean asking me for stuff? I just, I'm serving. What you need? It's my wife. Hey, we need this, and we need that, and we need this. Not a problem. See, because I, I understand authority. 
and I'm submitting to the authority of what they do. She was uh, telling me how you guys are rearranging how y'all up here. She was like, just so you won't be surprised. I said, hey, I'm just happy to be a part of the team. <laughs> Didn't I say that? I said, hey, however y'all flow, uh, uh, you know, I'm the pastor of the church. Uh, what we want you guys to do is a praise team. Uh, I want you a staggered look. Now, nah, are you serious? I don't even know what they're doing for the play. I have no idea. And sometimes I don't even want to know because I want to enjoy it too. Right? You understand what I'm saying? Like uh, the Bible study fellowship, they do the Bible study fellowship. Uh, Trina and Karen. Right? Uh, he's doing the discipleship. I'm submitting to the flow. Listen, they, <laughs> I'm going to say you surprised me. Well, they had me teach the last five weeks, right? Four, it was five weeks, right? Last five weeks. I didn't even know I was up for teaching on 9-15. Uh, so, so that changed my, I, I, I got my workout schedule in the morning, so I changed my flow a little bit. But I was like, okay, I'm up for it because I'm, I'm submitting to them. Did I make that up? Do you understand? Like, like we, what, what are we doing? We're cheating ourselves from riches, right? All right, so uh, submitting to the authority of other members is to possess their riches which is God wants you, he wants you to have, right? See, because what you submit to, you draw from. What you reject, you ain't getting nothing from. That's obvious. What you submit to, you draw from. Okay, so, so we're operating in leadership, and this person is trying to be equal with me. God's pouring stuff down to me because I'm submitted up under him. So, right? So, so... The person under me should be submitting under me, and as God pours down to me, I pour down to them. Well, I'm pouring down, but they're trying to be equal. They're out of position to receive what they're supposed to get. You don't want to try to be equal with that which you should be submitted to. Right? The feet shouldn't try to be in the elevated position of the hands. It's out of position. So it's not going to get what it needs to function in its design. Right? The heart's not seen, but it needs to stay behind the, scene, behind the scenes. It's in a perfect position. And it's, it has more value in that position. If the heart tries to reveal itself at any time in our life, you, we won't see it. Because we'll be dead. <laughs> heart shouldn't be showing up on the outside in your mirror trying to get looks. You understand? You, you see... Like, I'm using the body because the Bible used the body. We didn't go to 1 Corinthians 12, uh, but, but it uses the body. It uses the hands. It uses the eyes because Paul was just trying to get us to see, get the revelation, like God has the perfect system already. Why are we fighting against God's system, right? And uh, so I'm, I'm going to end with these two, right? I'll end with uh, Luke 16. Um, and then first, Luke 16, 10 through 12, 1 Peter 4, 10 and 11, okay? And then we'll, we'll end for the day and maybe we'll pick up on this if God so leads us to after fast week. All right, so Luke 16, 10 through 12. It says, he that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much, right? And he that is unjust in the least is Unjust also in much. Least and much, much is the contrast here. It says, if therefore you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, which is the least, and that's, that's money, who will commit to you the true riches? We'll get to that in a second. 
It says, if you have not been faithful in that which is another man's, right, who will, like, who will give to you your own? So a lot of times we're trying to skip to the own, but we haven't been faithful in that which is another man's. So, so it says, who will commit to you the true riches? And for this conversation, I want you to realize to, to finally be chosen to operate and be trusted with authority is the true riches. Because, like I said, the sickness, disease, the fears, the vices, they can't touch this. Can't do nothing with you. See, these spirits are intimidated by God-given authority. We know that when Jesus was in the temple, the unclean spirit got up and Jesus didn't even call him out. He exposed himself because he couldn't hang around that power. Do you understand that? When you are walking in power, don't... Fear just don't just be hanging out in your life. What are you trying to say? Man, stop with the, what you're trying to say and say, hey, I need to get more power. Because if, I, if, if you make the statement what you're trying to say, or we you trying to say everybody's this, stop all that. Because that's saying I have enough. And, what you, and, and that's going to keep you where you are. We all have to realize there is more in us and there's more we can get in God. Right? We, we don't need, we don't have time to be trying to say I'm not this, that, and the other. Nobody's trying to say anything. Your life is saying a lot that you've been ignoring. That's called reality. So, 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 again, that's why I'm not intimidated by the, there you go, you're trying to say this, you're trying to say that. You just made that up. Because I said what I was saying. You know what I'm saying? You're just making it up. When you don't have to make up nothing, all you got to do is embrace, receive, allow the brokenness, and grow from there. Take the next best step from there. We've said that a thousand times at the church. Set it as a target. Right? But embrace that reality, man. Stop. Stop with the games because you're playing by yourself. I'm not playing. I'm not chasing. I'm, I'm just going to give you what God says. Right? Amen. See, but, but, but that may come on too strong. Talk to God then, because I'm going to yield to him. Because some people need it strong. Maybe you don't. Like, do you know some people, you ever have to sometimes snatch your kid up? <laughs> See, some of y'all don't want to say it because, you know, there's an investigation out there from 20 years ago. <laughs> but you ever just had to snatch? Do y'all know what I mean when I say that? Okay, you know what? So, so I, obviously, counsel is not working right now. So I need to get in your face. You ever just had to, I think sometimes God just is like, I think you need to be snatched up right now because you, you, you're playing too much. Right? Some holy indignation. So it says, who will commit to you to true riches? So now you notice it was contrasting least and much. So I think the least is our part in the body. Obedience. If you haven't been faithful in the least and just being obedient to what God asked you to do, Who's going to commit you to true riches? And that's the authority to have your own. Like, why would I give you authority when you're having trouble making choices in this lower level? I'm going to give you power? When, 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 when you're running from the body, everybody that I've given power are using it to impact and assist the body. You're going to be using it for yourself. Y'all hate those people that be using their authority for themselves, don't you? At the job. Misappropriating power. Don't y'all hate that mall cop 
you know, that be acting like they're a real cop. Don't you? You know how, like, are you serious right now? Like, you could have just asked me to move over there. Really? Like, what's all the, what's all the extra for? You know, go to the academy and you can get a real gun. You, you, you understand what I'm saying? Like, you hate that. Well, what do you think God does? He's like, are we serious? You want me to give you authority? That's like, you know, you tell your kids, so you want me to give you the keys to the car. You're barely doing the dishes making up your bed, but, 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 but you're going to be responsible once you get the keys, right? You're not giving them the authority to have the power over that vehicle until you think they can handle it. Well, God's doing the same thing. He has all this purpose waiting for us, but he's not giving you the authority to operate in something that right now, God give you a little bit of money, he don't see you. So you want the true riches. <laughs> what you going to do then? You have more thought, more power, more options, more choice. Does, does that make sense? Okay, okay, all right, all right. All right, so I, I told you we are going to go to the other scripture. First Peter 4, and then we'll be done, okay? Extra, extra couple minutes. That's all. Going into fast week, I figure I'd get you ready so you can just spend some time with the Lord and, you know, setting yourself apart and position yourself so God can use your gifts. All right, so 1 Peter 4, uh, 10. I so it says, as every man, how many? Every. And the man is male and female. So we can say, as every male and female has received the gift, even so, minister or serve the same, where? One to another. As good stewards over the manifold grace of God, ability and powers God has afforded us. So God has given us, everyone, these gifts. God is hoping we minister this, not operating in subordination. You know, insubordination brings poverty. When we don't use the gifts for what God gave them to us to use them for, right? Right? And so sometimes we're still in maturity, have to do. Sometimes we've been awakened and we realize we get to do. God is hoping we embrace reality or the revelation what we want to do. Right? Stand on your feet. That's all for today. That's, that's enough to stimulate us in reflections of reality.